you know, you or whatever. My mom wouldn't like that. Second of all, I love you, and I want your dick in and around my mouth. <laughs> Toru really just showed her ferocity in that Ooh, in, in that scene. Like she she popped off. And then Joe has to go and be all self-destructive, being like, "Yeah, you don't know." Hello, 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 everyone. Guess what? It's another AOQ episode. It's episode 13, and we're doing something very, very special. Uh, by the way, also, it's the Anime Summit Podcast. Obviously, if you didn't know that, um, then I don't know what you're doing. But with me, I'm Danny, and with me, I have Sam. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, babe? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. And we have Earthworm from the Anime Brothers. Hello. Yeah, Earthworm. What's going on? Yay, yay me. (laughs) Anime Brothers podcast, let's go. (laughs) And for the very first time, my best friend, Melika. Hi. Hey. I'm so happy you're here, Mel. This is so exciting. Yes, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> first She's time, a newbie booby. First time jitters, you'll be fine. And then after this episode, you'll be a pro. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're, you all are probably wondering, okay, where's Nick? Well, first of all, fuck Nick. We don't need him. Um no, that's Anytime that's there's not a host, we just talk <laughs> shit right away. <laughs> you have to. It's like kind of like a tradition in a That's way. like you have to do it like that or else it doesn't You count. have to. Yeah. Or else it's not right. It's like um, a roast, but you're not there and it's mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you you all are probably wondering why we're doing an AOQ. Well, I will tell you. Recently... This past spring, uh, Fruits Basket has finally ended on its final and third season. And there has been a lot of talk about it. So much so that for, uh, I want to say at least maybe like three hours or so, it was on the number one spot on my anime list. So... But then all the trolls were all like, no, we can't have a shoujo as number one. Right. <laughs> Those fucking douchebags. Um, but yeah. So, um, I mean, I even went on um, Earthworm's podcast on Anime Brothers and we talked about Fruits Basket and everything like that. And I cordially invited him on this little episode to talk more about Fruba. And why we love it, and why it's the best anime of all time. So, and of course, I mean, I invited my best friend Mel um, because she and I always talk about Fruits Basket and how much we love it and everything like that. So, I figured this would be a really good opportunity to just really focus on a specific show. And I'm hoping to do more of these um, because I think they're fun to just actually. I mean, like, our seasonals are great, and, and, you know, we talk about everything that we watched, but I definitely 
excuse me, appreciate the um, single-handed, like, just focus on one show type think, of episodes. I think also because, like, because people think that we, when we do seasonal reviews, we, like, review all, like, the shows in that season at one time very quickly. And it's nice to show one show appreciation right because and i think i think more i've gotten comments like that before like hey like are you ever going to do a review on this show (laughs) it's like well technically we did you know in our summer review 20 whatever 19 you know blah blah blah. but like um i think specifically for fruits basket it's just also because like it's kind of one of the first anime like me and danny bonded over when we met and also i only watched the original at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and I never finished the manga. Danny was kind of the the person who like did it all, right? Who watched it, read it. Oh yeah, I watched the I watched the original. I you know I watched the Dean Studio version. Uh, I read the manga, and I never but, read it. So like a lot of this yeah. stuff like was first time for me, and I was like, <gasps> yeah, girl, yeah. no. <laughs> 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 and so yeah. so i think it's it i think once in a while when a show like this comes along and you guys want to hear like a focused review of it even when it's coming up on a season or whatever then let us know and you know we'll totally do it and also just because like it's got a perfect timing because this week in a couple days you'll hear our spring review finally out mm-hmm. and then we can yeah. just refer you to like this episode when it gets to it but that being said, uh, it fucking will be spoilers. So oh yeah, this is like this is a full on review. This is so, this is know. a full on review. This is like I said. I mean, we'll we're, we'll touch on the first two seasons, but typically, like we're probably and most likely are going to be talking about the third season, the final season. Um, so if you haven't watched any of it. Do not listen to this if you don't like spoilers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch watch everything and then come back to this episode because mm-hmm. we are definitely going to be spoiling a lot on what happens right. and stuff. So, um, But on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Boom. Check that out links.animesummit.net is where you can find us uh earthworm before we start tell us where we can find you uh you can find me and the anime brothers podcast anywhere you get podcasts just search us up in the search bar um yeah please uh, check us out like danny said we have uh an episode covering fruits baskets 2019 season one and two and i get to ask danny a bunch of questions as uh, like Sam mentioned, someone who's who's consumed all things fruits basket. So I got schooled. It was fun. Um, yeah, check it out. Me and JD. New episode every Monday. Sweet. And Melika, where can we find your lovely face? You can catch me on Instagram at the Scorpio Sting. Um, you'll see a lot of like design elements, fashion elements, but also anti-imperialist mass activist work for a grassroots organization called Gabriella Los Angeles. Um, so I focus primarily on Filipino working class and migrant rights. And yes. Ba- based in LA. Yes. That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love reading all that stuff that you post on Instagram. 
It's thank great. Thank you. Thank you. It's um, like me screaming into the void. <laughs> you gotta. That, that's just how you do it. <laughs> um, but before before we get to Waifu and his bando, uh, Melka, since this is your first time as a guest on Anime Summit, mm-hmm. uh, what is your one one one? Which is some an anime you like, an anime you love, and an anime you hate. Okay, so here we go. I know what's going to happen, but... (laughs) Okay, so an anime that I like is Princess Jellyfish. Yes! Love Princess Jellyfish. Um, An anime that I love is Paradise Kiss. Um, It's so special. Every time I watch it, I just, you know, it just, it feels really good to watch it. Yeah, we actually did it. We actually did a review on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, check I did that not out. appreciate that the first time around. Like, I learned to appreciate it over time. Like, and it's, I love it. It's super good. Yeah, there's there's something magical magical about that world. Mm. Um, and then an anime that I hate is Peach Girl, <laughs> and I absolutely <laughs> deplore it. I think it is vapid and it's it's absolutely garbage it's flaming hot garbage well, that's the whole Just point a big old hunk of piece of poopy that's the whole point nah. though it's trash <laughs> and that's why it's good <laughs> even danny says it Mm-mm, it did not age well girl it did not age well <laughs> i don't care i don't care it's it's jerry it's jerry springer uh, they strap a confederate flag on that anime Mm-mm. it's so funny though it's so funny i i like it i don't care what anyone says i like peach girl i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i think it's a hot mess it's a hot mess that's the whole point that's the whole point <laughs> all right I love it. point I of love differentiation it. i love it it's fine <laughs> i still love you it's okay it's okay it's fine <laughs> Um, Sam, you wanna you wanna uh, tell us who Waifu and Hisbando is for today? Let's let's go. Uh, waifu is Toru Honda, because yes. because like literally. Come on. Who who can hate her? Come on. Like come on. Yeah, what's your problem? Everyone loves her. Everyone wants to waifu waifu her up. Right. She's like. She's so you, pure. There's something, and I just like just without getting too much into it, because I'm sure we'll talk more about it later. It's just like when you love somebody, and I'm not saying everyone's love is different, but like I think for me personally, when I love somebody and when when I want somebody to love me, I would want them to love me for my perfections and imperfections. And that's literally the, that's literally the way she loves. And that's just like, woo! Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. And then Hisbando yeah. is uh, Kudano Soma. The dedicated man. Yes. Kudan Osoma. And the underdog. The underdog. Love him. He tries so hard to just live his life and do the best he can for whatever it is he's doing. And he does it in loneliness and that is just like horrible. It's just literally it feels I mean he like and he like it's like what it's like what Uchan says like Kurano is the male version of Toru. Pretty much. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She's like, you remind me of, of somebody and it's just like Yeah. 
It's because the way he the way he does it, you know what I mean. And it's not like he forces himself, but he kind of does. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the difference, is because like Toru kind of learns it as she goes, where he kind of learns it all at all one at time. Once. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But yeah, there you go. Waifu and his bando right there. Waifu and his bando. Waifu and his bando. Yeah. Um, um all right well let's well, let's, let's get it let's get, get to it we're gonna we're not gonna do um question of the week we'll save that for our seasonals okay hey, wait i got one i got a question oh, okay okay <laughs> what is your favorite opening oh fruits, fruits basket because so because there was three seasons they had uh three openings so well technically or no do they have four i don't remember there's four because the first season got two ops that's right because the first season was 20 some episodes yeah yeah um oh man that's Ooh. hard all of them are good i i loved all of them yeah but i mean if i had to pick one it it honestly it probably would be Pleasure, which is the 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 final season OP. I'm with you on that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I just love I like, oh man, I loved the second opening of the first season, like with the umbrellas and everything. It was so happy. I loved it. Oh, there's mm-hmm. five openings because season two was oh, also wow. two. Parts. Oh, season two. Oh, that's right. Season yeah. two did have two. Yeah. I, th- um, I think it, I think Prism from season two is my favorite, or the last one, the last one, which is Pleasure by Warp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just look like Warp's up. Sorry. The visual, uh, like it's it's just so visually appealing, and I love how yes. the um they decided to go with like. The characters having being animated, but they're in like an actual building kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I feel like it just really sets the tone for the final season. Yeah. And just like the overall movement of each sequence in that blends really well, and you can really feel you can you can feel like how emotional this season is going to be. It's oh, like yeah. a foresh- foreshadowing of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, JD? <laughs> no, no earthworm. 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 Sorry, earthworm. JD sucks. Uh, JD yeah, sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess. I was just looking at their podcast list just it's, now, so I was like, wait a second. That's okay. Yeah, I'd probably agree with y'all uh, as far as um, the latest OP goes, but... Uh, Musically, I, I do remember the uh, the first OP standing out to me because it was so different than every other anime OP that's usually fairly upbeat or has a little groove to it. But this just felt like a love song, you know, just a yeah. real slow dance song, nice and chill, like just hold your partner and cry or don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I remember that sticking out to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, um, Melika, did you, did, yeah, did are you, say, you still say, Melica, uh, agreeing with, with us or, or did you want to like highlight, uh, no, I, I really liked pleasure, which was the final OP. Okay. I, I really do love how, um, Akito has a moment in it where there's, it, she's just wrapped everyone in yes! this rope yes. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that just really exemplifies what her relationship 
to these people are and how tethered they feel. So uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with um, the final season's OP. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Sweet. Cool. Cool. All right. right. Well, Well, let's get started. Let's Let's grab your tissues, guys, guys, because because this was that this was an an emotional roller coaster. So real quick, I think, just just real quick to summarize, like the the plot summary is um, at the end everyone dies. No, I'm just kidding. But like, (laughs) stop. (laughs) That's dreadful and traumatic. (laughs) Uh, No, the the synopsis is there's a girl named Toru, and she's always been fascinated with the story of the Chinese zodiac that her mom used to tell her about as a child. Um, when sudden tragedy befalls her, which is her mom passing away, her like living circumstances get screwed up a little bit. So she's kind of living in a tent. Uh, and she doesn't realize that her tent is on the private property of the, the house family. belonging to, uh, um, Shigure. Shigure. Yeah. And, uh, Shigure is a Soma who's part of the Soma family. And, also living with him is Yuki, who is dubbed the prince uh, at her high school, the untouchable prince. Uh, His high super school. fine high school. as wine. Very handsome. I want his babies. <laughs> may I share one baby with you? Yes, you may. Okay, thank you. We will throuple. Hey, you two. Hey, you two. And hey, you two. <laughs> That that's that's Machi's man. You got you you you're talking about. And then Kyo moves in, and then she realizes, oh shit. And then Shigure is like, dude, you're not gonna fucking live in a tent, okay? Just live with us. It'll be fine. And then you kind of hear something like along the lines of, oh, is Akito, the head of the Soma family, gonna be okay with this? Like he has to get permission. And it turns out it's okay, and basically it follows the daily lives of Toru and the Soma family living in this house. Of course, this is not like the actual estate, family estate that they're at. This is like a house separate from that. But as long as, you know, Toru wants to keep going to school there, you know. And at first it's temporary until her grandfather gets, like, gets their new house renovated and whatever. And then, uh, yeah. It just kind of follows her living there and uh, her getting to know the Soma family as each episode goes on. And, and uh, the Soma family also has a curse. And the curse, yeah. The, the, she finds out about the Soma family curse. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. That's like the big, mm-hmm. biggest part of it. Is whenever a Soma family member who's affected by a Zodiac curse or a Zodiac spirit hugs somebody of the opposite gender, they turn into the animal of the spirit they are. Or so, like, if they come, is... come induced with a, a number amount of stress, they also transform. Yeah, too. and stress happens. Yeah, stress does it too. So Yuki's like the rat. Uh, Shigure's uh, the dog face. And then Kyo happens to be the 13th, which is the cat, which is like there's like a tale about the 13th Zodiac, the cat or whatever. So, And then so 
as Toru lives lives with them day by day, she finds out more and more about the family, more about the curse and how it affects the family and their traditions and things like that. And it's this big thing and it's just it becomes a wild ride from from mm-hmm. there on out pretty much. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so so just like short brief um kind of like opinions on how we felt about the announcement of this reboot for everybody or i mean earthworm i'm probably uh, yeah i yeah. i will sit back and listen during here because i i just decided You're to new. watch it You're, after yeah. two seasons were out i was like hey let's give this a shot yeah <laughs> you shonen schmuck honestly it's funny because we would have ended up watching my love story if there was a dub um but me and my partner were looking for, for something to watch and i could not have my been love story with... has a dub not on hulu Oh yeah, we we when we were looking, um, I didn't have access to fun. You gotta get Verve then, cause it's I know. on Verve. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Everyone yawn, Earthworm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it for like over a year now. I'm gonna cancel my Crunchyroll and get Verve, and here I am. Oh, you should totally Verve. do that, because like you get this is now a Verve podcast. Um. <laughs> I think this happens every time we do a collab, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. But like, but literally, it's Verve like a has sponsorship. <laughs> this is not sponsored, yep. by the way. Um, <laughs> um, Verve has high dive and Crunchyroll. Like, you don't need to just have Crunchyroll. Like, that's it. It's you don't there. need to suffer. You don't need to suffer anymore. You have everything at, in your the palm of your hands. Um, I I was really excited because I do a newscast on our podcast every week. And when I heard the announcement or saw it when I was looking through the news, I was like, oh, sweet. I'm on an anime podcast. I don't have time to read this right now. And I can just watch this and it'll be just (laughs) as good. And it was then they said they were going to have all the same voice actors, Japanese and English. Nope. Nope. And no. Oh, they didn't have all the same Japanese actors. No. Um. Um. Uh, fuck. What's what the hell is her name? Shit. Uh. Um. Natsuki. Uh. Takaya. She did not want the original. Uh. Voice cast from the Studio Dean version. She wanted. Oh. She wanted everything new. Everything new. So all the um, Japanese cast is different. Japanese cast is compl- is all new cast. I thought they were the same. Mm-mm. No. The only thing that's the same is the dub cast. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's with, still just as good. With some alter, alter, like alter altercations, um, being as with uh, Kisa Soma and Hiro Soma in the uh, Studio Dean version for the dub cast, they were voiced by actual children, um, and obviously those children are grown up now. Um, one being Aaron De- um, Demsnick. Um, who he's actually in this, and he plays the vice president of the student council. So, um, and what a fun also, fact. yeah, fun fact, right? <laughs> um, also, um, Saki Hanajima and Arisa Uotani are both different voice actors from the original. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, sorry, uh, fruits basket nerd over here. Anyway, uh, I was really excited regardless because I could just watch it and then um, 
finish the story that way because at the time yeah. I did not have time to add another manga to my uh, backlog of manga that I'm reading right now. Mm. Uh, Mel, what did you what did you think about when you heard that Fritz Wasket was getting a reboot? I was so excited because I found that the original version was unsatisfactory and that um, I felt like Akito's character wasn't as fleshed out as it is in this version, in the mm -hmm. reboot. And um, yeah, I, I felt like I wanted to see more of the relationship between Kyo and Toro develop, but you don't really see that. You don't get that in the first uh, round yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Also, to be fair, like back then, they tricked you to reading the manga anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's why, well, at least I, this is not confirmed. It's just a theory of mine. Marketing. But <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Literally, a marketing it's like, ploy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a marketing strategy. Like, I mean, they did the same thing with freaking um, Oran High School Host Club. Like, mm -hmm. that, that ending was fine, but, like, there was still more to be added. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing with Fruits Basket. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I was super excited about this. I literally was on Twitter all the time looking and looking to see like who was going to voice who. Um, particularly, I was mainly focusing more on the English cast versus the Japanese cast um, because I grew uh, like I grew up on the dub over over the sub so. Um, when I found out that they were bringing back Jerry Jewel as Kiyosoma and Laura Bailey as Toru and everyone else, um, I was super excited and I was also really stoked that this was going to be a full-fledged, like, beginning-to-end story and we get to really get, get down to the nitty-gritty portions of the show. Um, especially with uh, Akito. And, you know, we also get to actually see the relationship between Toru and Kyo, and even Yuki as well. Like, because Yuki also had feelings for Toru. Um, but alas, that ended up not happening and everything like that. So, but he does have a happy ending as well. Um, but, but yeah. did he? But now the question is: Did he really like Toro? I mean, Toru. Did he? Did he actually love her in that way? Because no, I feel like no. no. I mean, I feel like in the in the end, he realized that the love that he had for her wasn't like a romantic love. Mm -hmm. It was more of a mother figure yeah. type of love. That's, I think he couldn't really, really was. I think he couldn't really identify what sort of affection he had for her, but I don't think that he felt like it was something more on the romantic end. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. that. I think it's it's tough especially for a kid in high school um because I know like at least I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but a lot of people aren't taught like it's okay to love people in a billion different ways. You can mm -hmm. love everybody. Most of it's just shown as, like, you love your family, you love your significant other, and you like your friends. 
So I can see him, yeah, I mean, if, if Kyo wasn't there, he probably would have ended up in a relationship with Toru, and it, would have, it wouldn't have been as special. It might have blown up years down the road, who knows. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah, interesting. And also, and also, too, I think the lack of affection from his family is just kind of... True. Yes. He didn't, yeah. he didn't know. Yeah. So he didn't know how to, how to show his love and affection for somebody, um, because he didn't know how. And he didn't know how to express it because he was told to act a certain way because he was the rat. He was the first he was the first animal in the Chinese zodiac. So he had to act a certain way um, because of his title and everything like that. And he hated that. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting because that's a really good point, because like there's that common theme in the show where um, there's like the, the roles assigned to these characters through their their zodiac forms but then their humanity is what it's what makes them move away want to move away from it um Mm -hmm. and you see you see that in yuki and you also see that in akito where like they're assigned these roles like the rat who's the first to win but yuki feels incredibly alienated from from everyone else because he's supposed to assume this this personality of being the winner when in reality he's he's probably the most insecure of them all right yeah 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 Yeah. and i feel like you definitely through throughout i mean earthworm you never saw the studio dean version correct okay i did not okay so um Obviously, season one of of the readaptation is pretty much solid of what kind of happens in the original. So obviously, me, my, my, you know, myself, Sam, and Melka already know like how Yuki is portrayed. Um, but it, it's really actually close to the second season where you kind of see more of like a character development within yuki especially um towards his brother and what happens at the parent teacher conference um i just want to point that out point point that out that that scene with yuki's mother how she cannot handle ima is is like chef's kiss Kind of that's thing. that's the scene that made me really turn around at IMA. Before that, I was like, he's he's kind of annoying. I don't know about this guy. But after that, it was like, yes, okay, I see what you were going for. It's so great. It, it and and IMA is the only one out of like Yuki's, like you know, family where IMA is all like, I was wrong to exile Yuki. Um, you know, so here I am trying to make up for that and stuff and and yuki Mm -hmm. realized that too like he he even said it out loud like in front of ima and says you know i may not understand him but at least i know he's trying yeah i think ima really wants to be that point of healing in their family unit um but like try but definitely overcompensates with his antics (laughs) and i love it it's so good it's charming (laughs) it's great i love it um yeah so that that's definitely um a great a great moment 
for character development and growing for a character. Same thing with Toru. Um, I, I know, like, through the grapevine, um, I think, Earthworm, you even said that you were a little concerned about Toru um, and how she, you may have thought that she wasn't getting enough character development. Like, she was, you felt like that she was too pure. I could well, be I, wrong. It's more so that I, I felt like it was really going to catch up to her, uh, especially throughout season one. You saw she was always doing everything for everybody else and giving herself no self-care, it seemed like. So I figured at some point that was going to kind of break her, but it, it didn't turn out how I thought it was was going to. Mm. But Instead she started, of... you, you kind of learned why she was so prim and proper. And it, I, I like that it gave the backstory of she was really trying to replicate how her dad was to make her mom happy. And it, it all goes back to the doing for others before you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think instead of letting it break her, what I like what they wrote was the way they wrote her development was instead of letting it break her, it just kind of bit her in the butt a little bit Yep. to kind of snap her back into like, Hey, I am not your mom. Like, you know, like you don't have to, you can say how you feel kind of thing. Because, like, the whole first season, right, the kind of, I would say the whole kind of, like, premise of the first season is her adjusting to, like... Her living situation. The situation and living with the Somas and meeting a new Soma, like, every couple episodes or whatever. And then, you know, the love triangle between her, Kyo, and Yuki, right? Because that's how you think it is um, for a little bit. But, like, the way she takes care of everyone, whether it's... Her two BFFs, which is Uo and Hanajima, it's like, and then how she cares for Yuki and Shigure, and uh, there's even times where she's, like, not home, and they're just like, oh, man, Toru's not here, so, like, there's no one to make (laughs) dinner, like, what should we do tonight, or whatever, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's really funny. Yeah, it's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking funny, and, like... It's, I think, um, I think kind of, uh, Earthworm kind of hit it on the, the head there. And also just like, uh, it, it's, you find out that it's not something super crazy, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it does bite her in the butt a little bit because like she let her feelings go on for like under a rock for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, she probably could have saved some people, you know, I'll, I'll wait to get there, but like. Like Kyo and Yuki, let's say, she probably could have saved them some, some time, you know, or maybe some. She probably could have had them come face to face with their troubles earlier. But honestly, like when you think about the whole thing again, the way everything went down is just fine. Like you wouldn't do it over again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's kind of like it's kind of like oh, like Sam, would you fucking do eleventh grade the same way, or would you change something? No, I wouldn't change it because it. I am how I am now because of whatever happened in that year you know what i mean so like right. yeah yeah but no i think jd or uh earthworm fucking a dude <laughs> who earthworm. am i, <laughs> I no. okay hold on. we're gonna it's click okay. off of the anime brothers discord because i keep i'm looking at like the announcements i keep seeing jd's name announcement <laughs> jd you suck i love you but you suck. You're, you're not here because that's why you suck okay so but i think earth i think i think earthworm nailed it on the head there um and I think that's another reason why her character's so great. I think right. this is going to be a really polarizing opinion, but I really did not. 
I could not stand Toru for like the first season. Um, but I continued to watch it primarily because I was interested to see where it would go. And what really yeah. captivated me was the final episode. But yeah, my first impression of Toru was that she was just bypassing through life, like emotionally bypassing a lot of the things that were going on in her life. And it made me question like, okay, like this could be a result of trauma. Um, and it's interesting because I think that the third season really ties it all, like it brings it home because, you know, it. it Momichi has this the story of like that nomad who every That's every character takes a piece of that person and then it's only just like a floating head left. And I was on the edge of my seat waiting for that to happen to Toru, but I'm glad it didn't because um, it's explained in the third season that the only reason why she was acting like that was so that she could feel like she's deserving of her mother's love. Because if she didn't act like her father she felt like she would not get the love that she wanted from her mother. And that was the mm -hmm. only way she could receive it. So I think that's what made Toru so much more of a complex character to me. Because if I didn't know that element, I would just think she was um, just like such a Mary Sue, you know, bypassing through through the whole series. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I could totally understand your perspective on that um, because it – it's true, like, especially in the first season, you know, you don't, you don't really see the despair that you see in the later, at least close to the end of season two into the beginning of season three, more heavily so in season three, although you do see some concern in season one, especially with when it comes to Kyo's true form. Um, because if you remember, Toru was actually pretty terrified of Kyo's true form. And, and, and that, that wasn't like, you know, her just saying that just because like, that was her genuinely, you know, being afraid. But she knew that if she didn't ran, run after uh, Kyo for that, Kyo wouldn't have come back. So in in that whole thing, like, Toru made Kyo a better person and be more accepting of his true form, even though he has that traumatic past. Um, and that's why, you know, I love Toru through and through. Um, I mean, also, I, I did read the manga, so I, I understand her personality from beginning to end. Um, with this readaptation and everything like that um, but it was just it, it was so thrilling to see her uh, worries like her being in uh, a panic especially in the third season when she actually finds out that Akito is uh, a woman yeah, that's refreshing. And, yeah, and and she's all and 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 Kurano tells her, you know, the older um, Zodiac members like um, Hatori, uh, Ayame, and Shigure, they know that Akito is a woman. Everyone else after um, after them, you know, they only know Akito as a man. So here is here is this huge secret 
um, that she is, she's afraid to tell. And she can't talk to Shigure about it because it's an awkward situation. And even Shigure actually said that too when um, it was in the very first episode when she was making the like paper mache uh, flowers and Shigure comes over and says, oh, can I, can I help? You know, can I take one and stuff? And they're just sitting there and you know, Totoro's all trying to like, I want to ask him, but I'm afraid it's an awkward situation. And she runs away and, and is all like, oh, tea, let me go get you something to drink. So, and then even Shigure is all like, yeah, I mean, I could totally understand her reaction right now. This, that, that, this is like a really hard topic to talk about. So the fact, just to actually see that animated and literally the all 13 episodes um to finally see it in action like the like it was for me as from reading it is it literally brought me to tears literally <laughs> like ugly crying <laughs> there was a lot of tears shed <laughs> oh god like after after i want to say like after episode five dude like I would cry myself to sleep, like, or I would actually need a minute before I would go to sleep so that, and, like, wash my face so that I wouldn't wake up with puffy eyes. Um, yeah, no, like, I, I love this readaptation. I love Fruits Basket. So much heart. Through and through. Like, I, I'm definitely not a crier um, by nature, but this show definitely made me cry like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> made me cry like a baby. It's so great. It's so great. Um, but one thing I did actually want to point out, um, so I, I, watched, I watched the dub for this, and for the final season... Um, they had episode zero and episode zero was kind of like, it, it was pretty much episode one, except at the end of the episode, they had, um, a like, quote unquote, like Funimation had like a quote unquote final message from the cast and, there was um, the VA who voiced Akito, uh, Kiyosoma, um, Yuki Soma, Kurono, and uh, Isuzu, and all of, and like they they all had um, there there was like questions that they were asked and everything and what fans should expect of the final season. And it was like super heartwarming to see to see that, um, especially at least for Kyo, for Jerry Jewell, who is the voice of Kyo, um, to see him, you know, still have that like heart and soul for Kyo, and like you know he's like you know Kyo's my man, like he he may be a dumb you know hard headed uh, hot headed tsundere, but like he's my boy kind of thing, <laughs> and. Also, Sam, you would appreciate this. This is actually really funny. I wrote it down. Um, there was a question for the cast um, and what they were hoping to see in the final season. And Kurono's voice actor said um, he was hoping for 
for more mechas in the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It was pretty hilarious. I was like, I laughed out loud at that. So, um, yeah. So, and I don't know why I completely missed episode zero for, for all of that. I, I have no recollection, recollection of that in my memory. So that kind, that thing was definitely really nice to see, um, to see the voice actors, like, just talk about these characters that they played. And, um, even actually the, the VA for Corono, he actually said that the moment where Corono tells Toru that Akito is a woman in that park, um, and Akito actually is crying, apparently he was also crying so that whole like crying scene for Kurono was totally genuine and everything. Um so that was like pretty fucking awesome. Um yeah. I love that they captured the authentic reactions. It's so great. I loved it. Um I can't speak for the sub. I know Sam you you watched the sub. Yeah, I did. Um I like the sub a lot. I like the dub too. I rewatched some episodes in the dub, and the dub is pretty good. So I think it's a definitely either or kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what I what I think is great is like so like on Mal, it's like it it's like a slice of life comedy drama romance show jokes whatever with an ad of supernatural which is fine. Um, this is your. I mean, it's your, I, I wouldn't say, I would say it's less slice of life than, than your average slice of life, you know, because obviously there's an overarching thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the romance comedy part is definitely like the perfect, like d- uh, definition for the show, I think. And especially you know, in the third season, for sure. Right. And when you have, ro- when you have romance and comedy put together there's going to be drama so um but like i think for the first season it was a great introduction to everything and while you're being introduced to everyone else you are learning more about toru kyo and yuki and then the second season is kind of like, all right, let's start peeling these things back now and see what we can find. And then there was like that that um the the beach arc, which is like two or three episodes mm-hmm. where they go to, to the, the summer vacation home, yeah, the beach yeah, yeah. home. Yeah. The summer the Soma beach home. And that was that part was just crazy cuz like that's like uh Akito coming face to face with Toru for like the second or third time and Yeah. Yeah. So Akito's whole thing, like it wasn't explained yet, but Akito's whole thing is as the head of the household, as the head of the Soma um, family, they are just lonely. They're they're a lonely person, and they they don't want anyone to leave the Soma estate. Like, Yuki was able to go to the school with Toru that he goes to, and Kyo because Akito is like trying to play a game. Like Akito is just kind of like 
whatever that come back to me they always come back to me yeah i i have a bond with them yeah and if you think of like a a very insecure possessive person that is like aikido and so but but not with just one person with everybody in the soma family who has the curse and so um except for kyo really because kyo is like because they're the cat or the curse of the cat they're technically supposed to be like when they by the time they turn 18 they're supposed to be locked up or whatever and so a lot of that stuff kind of comes to a head in that beach part in season Mm -hmm. two so that's when the show really not that the parts before this were that's where that's where you actually really see like i wouldn't say the motive of akito but like you you really start to see uh the mischievousness and and akito's plan in this whole game yeah that she's playing so yeah i I think that was definitely a turning point yeah, and so not that the not that the parts before the beach part were bad because everything was pretty good before then, but like this is the like what Malika said the turning point of when things start rolling and you start finding things out as more and more episodes start coming out and stuff, and um you find out more about Kurano and and uh, and more about um, oh what is her name the horse. Izuzu. 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 Izuzu, yeah. Uh, Izuzu Soma, the horse, which shout out to her because I am the year of the horse. I think I'm the year are. of the horse, too. Yeah, anyone born in Ooh. 90 is a horse. Um, Earth, when were you born? What year were you born? I am the dog. I was 94. Oh, oh Shigure. Yeah. Oh, dog face. Dog face Johnson. And I'm just a monkey. Oh, Ritsu. <laughs> <laughs> The monkey doesn't get enough love in the show. <laughs> oh, I know, but it's it's okay. Wait, why do I not remember who the monkey was? Me right? too. Okay, panic- yeah, okay, yeah. Be panicky. I'm so yes. sorry. I, you only get to you. You only get to see them change like once or twice in season one, and, and after gone. that, Ritsu's just Ritsu. Yeah. yeah. My f- my favorite change reveal was uh, Kagura. Oh yeah, because the, the the newspaper boy comes, and then Yuki like shoves him away, and so Yuki like, like puts oh, on the charm. Thanks, you know, thanks completely for the newspaper. Turns this kid he's like, oh, sorry, gay. I'm late. Okay, bye. Yeah, he totally turns this kid gay, and this kid's like, oh, how charming. He's like, how can I help you? <laughs> and he, he, they, the way they animate it is like he slides away, like they just shrink his. Like, you know, with computer animation, just shrink his form, you know? So he just, yeah, like, is going, yeah. he's like, okay, bye. And then Shigure I... is like, Shigure is like, nice save. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Toru picks up Kagura, and she's like, she's like, Shigure, I figured out what, what, yeah. what Kagura was. And he's like, he's I don't know more. if this really counts as you figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, think... so after the beach part, it just, that's when... Um, things get kind of crazy. And, I'm so uh, with you on that. I, I yeah. 100% agree that, like, the, that that whole, I, I guess, like, that whole beach thing, it showed that, like, the, the show has darker elements to it. Like, there is a mm-hmm. darkness to all these characters. I especially appreciate discovering more about um, Akito's motives. And um, I think Akito is, like, the best 
antagonist, but also like my favorite character. Um, and you yes. really see you really see Akito's character fleshed out more in this um, reboot, and it brings out more of the complexity of her character. And it's interesting because at one point I thought that Akito was the closest thing to a gender fluid character in Fruits Basket. However, mm. I recognize that Akito, the god is gender fluid, Akito the human wants to be a woman and she wants to embrace that repressed femininity because her role as the Zodiac God is what isolates her from that choice. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's like interesting because of, because- And she didn't even have a choice for that, yeah. you know? Like when, and and that that also leads into the relationship she has with her mother. Like she despises Ren. And for all I know, you know, Ren can go eat a pile of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that woman. Like, I mean, even from her father, there really was no relief because just it was golden child syndrome. Oh, you yeah. Can do nothing mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. You're perfect. You're, You're everybody special. loves you. Even yeah. if, you know, people want to know when they mess up that helps them grow. But like, if you're told every time, like, you're perfect. Don't worry about it. Everybody will love you no matter what, no matter what you do. You kind of turn out like Akihiro did. It very, very possessive. Like you know, why, lonely, why aren't you happy yeah. about what I'm yeah. doing? Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely. I love how yeah. fruit fruits basket also discusses the unhealthy cords of attachment, and that's mm -hmm. really illustrated um, in the rope imagery of the series. And all the somas are linked to Akito. That's the unhealthy cord of attachment. But mm -hmm. you know, you have Toro. Um, I keep saying her name wrong. Um, Toru. 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 <laughs> um, she has an unhealthy attachment to her deceased mother. Um, yep. Yes. And, and, you know, and we see there's so many different layers of these attachments and um, how these characters as a result turned out. And even with Momichi and his, his mother, it's really sad, yeah. the relationship there. Oh, and that, like... My, my boy. My yeah. sweet boy. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting <laughs> because they really do explore these unhealthy cores of attachment. And every single character has one. Or two. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was uh, kind of trying to touch on earlier, was, like, um, Akito being kind of possessive or whatever. And the thing is, is like, of course, they don't reveal the the way the curse starts until the end of the, sh the show, like the very mm -hmm. second to last or last episode. They don't reveal until how the curse started. But, so good. So good. Yeah, so good. Um, But like, so like you kind of don't know which family member Akito is until like that beach part. And it's that's when it's revealed that it's like, no, Akito's the god. Like, yeah. The god that brings all the animals together. Yep. And so... Uh, the on at its at it, on its face on the surface, the curse is getting hugged by the opposite gender and then turning into a dog face Johnson. <laughs> but really, the curse has developed over time into being put in a box yeah. and then being lonely because of it. It's weird because you are cursed with. 12, 13 of your other family members, except you were so fucking alone. Mm -hmm. Until Toru comes along and goes, why does it have to be like that? I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Because my mom is gone. 
and I don't really care for my extended family members, but you, Shigure, Yuki, and Kyo have never made me feel alone. Nor has, you know, Hanajima or Uotani-san. Like, yeah. they've never made me feel like that, even though, you know, my family sucks. You know, <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> and so, like, it's kind of like, um, if you've ever seen The Breakfast Club, right? Uh, uh, yes. My favorite the movie. Fucking, Your fave, the, Danny. The, 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 one char- the one character that you think is that is isn't the one that brings them all together is the one that brings them all together and that's john bender so like so toru kind of just slides in that role on her own and you kind of you kind of predict that she's going to but like yeah the curse has developed into something way worse at this point it's developed into isolation and trauma and tradition that is so archaic and disgusting could you imagine like it's it's just like i think that's a big theme of like some of the archaic traditions that have made its way to today's time through loopholes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like that Mm -hmm. and it's it's disgusting (laughs) because you're thinking how could you do this to family right and toru is (laughs) While blood family are being shitty to each other, Toru is being loving to people who aren't her blood family. Mm-hmm. It's very polar opposite. It's very Toru versus the Soma estate after that beach part, especially. And it just becomes this big battle of you can either let me love them well, well, where they'll be happy or I can let you or you can win and you love them, but they'll be unhappy because of the way you're loving them. And it's because Aikido's idea of love is I'm never going to leave your side if you never leave mine kind of thing. Right. Which is right. possessive So, like, horrible. you can't leave me. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of this fucking archaic tradition, this curse. And it doesn't have to be that way. The curse is not making them stay there. It's just how it is. Yeah. You know, and they just go along. That's exactly with it because... what Momiji says. Like, like when they were talking about dreams and stuff like that, and what they want to do after um, graduation. And you know, Momiji said, "You know, my dream is so that I can be um, a professional musician, and what I want to have is a private concert for my family." But he, but he flat out says, but that's not going to happen because of what, ha- like, because of what happened mm-hmm. to my mother and, you know, she resented me and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably when it gets to that point of the show, that's when you realize you're in for a bigger ride than you thought you were. Mm-hmm. And uh, the progression of the story from there is is crazy and so by the by the beginning of the third season the final season the whole fucking thing is peeled back and now you can see everything and now it's just like how do you deal with what is revealed now that you've peeled everything back right Right. that's so true and so now toru has to like come to terms with her feelings and how she's letting herself like 
how she's letting herself love people may or may not be the correct way because of whatever she's feeling about her mom or family or whatever, you right. know. So I want to, this such. is actually a good segue of what you're talking about, Sam. I want, I want to just briefly talk about, um, of the third season, uh, the real, the final, like the actual confession of Kyo and Toru. Like, Toru actually says, You want to jump you know, there right I, now? Huh? You want to jump there right now? I mean, how long? Do, how long do we want to like have this episode for, Sam? I don't know. However long you want, it's an AOQ. It doesn't fucking matter. Like I'm not doing anything. I mean, it's never ending. <laughs> well, do you want to start? Well, do you want to start with Akito and Shigure's relationship first, and how fucked up that shit is? No, 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 no. I don't think we need to dive into everyone's relationship, but like, and how how every character's ending is, because like. I think that should be appreciated on its own. But, like, um, I, I I think it'd be nice to, like, touch on the climax and then... Because there's two climaxes, really. There's, like, a violent, really horrible climax and then the, that aftermath climax. Mm-hmm. And it's when it's revealed that Kyo... When... So, it turns out that Kyo knew uh, Toru's mom. Yeah. Uh, I love that scene. I love that flashback. I love the relationship between Kyoko and Kyo. Like, how that blossomed and everything like that. And so, I won't get into that part, but, like, it turns out later... And and so Kyo pretty much knows a lot about Toru um, because of that, but he blocked his memory of her, a lot of his memory of her out because... Of what happened. Of the accident that, that took Kyoko's life, which was a, a, a car just got out of control and hit her. I don't think they ever say what it was. I don't know if the guy was drunk or something like that or mm. whatever the fuck it was. But a car got out of control and hit her when she was trying to walk across the street, and and Kyo was right there. And Kyo could have, like, you know, grabbed, grabbed her, her out of the way. Yeah. But his curse would have unfolded He was that just, happened. yeah, he was scared because, because he, he even said, like, it was kind of like a slow motion kind of thing. Like, oh, gosh, like, I see this car coming. I know who this is. I need to do something. Um, I, but, like, if I grab her and I pull her into me i'm going to transform yeah there's so much inner turmoil in at that at that point yeah right yeah yeah Yeah. because i mean you you kind of have sympathy for that but all at the same time it's all in your head like as the viewer it's like dude you could have just like grabbed her arm and you know like shifted your weight away and just like pushed like moved her so that she wouldn't like bump into you kind of thing kind of like a whiplash kind of kind of motion or something like like a whip in a way but you know at least that's what i thought in my head i really think that scene um to sam's point is a really it 
it it on that event in Kyo's life is what pretty much set up the whole situation with Yuki, where he was trying to, you know, kind of suppress that memory of her mother's death and like turn his attention towards this rivalry against with Yuki. Yuki. Um, And I think that's such an interesting transition. um, And and in his character development where like he's lived a life of trauma, but that was a really big moment that just, he blocked out and then turned all his attention towards Yuki and his rivalry with Yuki. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, which, which happens when you, when something traumatic happens, you know, you block out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes find you block something, out. <clears throat> excuse me, you find something <laughs> to hyperfixate <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it, so when that happens, he tells her about it. And he says, the last thing your mom said to me is, I'll never forgive you. Yeah. Which, like, they reveal later that's not how she meant it. But, like, um, Oh God! He I runs cried away. so much at that point. He runs away, and Akito is like at their breaking point, and ends up at Shigure's house. Yeah, and he's gonna stab Toru, and Toru doesn't fucking move. Yes, she walks toward Akito. Yeah, with the scissors. Like that is something that I think everyone including myself should strive to be like if they can um maybe not in that literal sense obviously if someone's got a knife or scissors run the other way right but like in terms of like loving somebody or trying to understand somebody Mm -hmm. i literally don't know how else you could do it like Yeah. yeah toru's just like i want to understand like you can tell me. You don't have to do this. Right. It doesn't right. have to be like this. And then they ran. They ran. They ran. And then Toru falls off a cliff. And it was an accident. And so Shigure and Yuki and Kyo all run back. Because Yuki ran after Kyo and shit. And um, they take her to the hospital. And then uh, Akito is just like, without summarizing the rest of it. Because I want to get to Danny's point. But there's a part where, like, Akito walks in to visit her, and Akito is, like, describing it to, like, Kyo and Yuki and Shigure, like, how it happened. And Toru's first words when Akito walks in the door are, oh, there you are. Yeah. Like, are you fucking ah. serious, dude? Yeah. I fucking lost it. I cried. Because I just was like, <sighs> she didn't even care. Like, she hit her head, by the way. Yeah. Okay. She hit her like if they pretty, pretty if hard. they left her there, like that is crucial. It's the same as a gunshot wound. They call it the one hour golden rule. If you had left her there for even probably another thirty minutes to an hour, there was no way. Yep. Yeah. And so like the fir- her first words to Akito is, "Oh, there you are," while smiling. Yeah. Can you believe that fucking girl? Yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that girl. I want to be like I. I hope my heart like gets less and less like hateful as I get older. Cause like, I just, I strive to be like that one day, honestly, but like it's, it's fucking nuts. No, I'm just saying like, it just, I, I was, I lost my shit. I was just like that compassion and empathy was, was nuts. Like you could easily just be like, 
man, if you weren't being such a bitch, Akito, like, I probably wouldn't have fallen off the cliff. You know, <laughs> but, like, you know. Like, if you weren't being such a stifling-ass bitch, this wouldn't have happened. But, like, obviously, you know, whatever. But, anyway, sorry, go ahead, Melika, what you were... I think that Toro really um, embodies that saying of, like, to know someone is to love them. And she genuinely sees everyone as they are and still wants to, like, show that unconditional love. And, yeah, I... I really, like, cried during that scene, too. <laughs> I think we all did. I don't know about Earthworm, but... I, I, mean... I would have if my sinuses weren't clogged up with ungodly amounts of stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure I would have, because, like, my heart dropped watching Toru fall off the cliff. Like, I was in... It was almost like it was happening to someone I knew. It was that emotionally right. impactful, because a lot of yeah. the times, like, when... when traumatic shit happens i'm the guy who's like you know oh just be stoic be be everybody's rock yeah. you're okay yeah. and then you'll you'll deal with your stuff later so i'm sitting there and i'm i just got this straight face and i'm like no no way no she's not dead of course not no how could she be dead <laughs> yeah yeah that whole that whole episode i i i thought oh okay great like i'm gonna get through one episode without crying and and <laughs> i mean today. i was I was genuinely like sh- like dumbfounded when when the cliff shattered and and you just saw Toru um falling and stuff but I'm I'm with Sam like th- you know Toru was in the hospital and and Akito went to go visit her and and when fucking Toru said oh there you are dude my eyes like cr- like fucking river like waterfalls coming down my eyes like i'm like god fucking damn it they did it again (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no that that whole scene between akito and and toru you know toru saying like you know i want to be your friend like i'm not i'm not your enemy like i'm not here to like sabotage you or anything like that like i see that you're lonely and and you just want you know, you just want to have a friend and everything, like, I can be that friend, like, and, and and before that whole, you know, cliff scene, like, when they were on the cliff, even Toru was all like, here, let's start start over. Hi, I'm Toru, what's your name? And then, boom, the cliff shatters, and it's all like, your heart just shatters all Mm. at the same time. When I tell you my heart was broken... I mean, more broken than when my first serious girlfriend broke up with me. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like shattered. This is it. Yeah. Or yeah. well, I broke up with her, but it still sucked. But like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't dumped. I dumped her. So <laughs> you don't know. She goes to a different school. She goes to a different school. Yeah. <laughs> but like that was that was horrible. I was like, you finally. Because the thing is this, right? The whole theme of the show is Toru touching these people and bringing them together, right? And you finally touched God, and that's what happens. Yeah. How the irony in it. Yeah. And speaking of touch, like, it's amazing because, like, that's part of the curse. It's like you, you, the opposite sex can't 
hold any of the Zodiac members, but I love that the relationships between the characters can transcend above the earthly desire or touch. Um, so like, I mean, maybe this is a little too early, but like when, when the hugs and kisses were exchanged, it made those moments more intimate and mm. meaningful because yep. um, Toru had been like touching their lives without having to actually physically touch them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's what i meant like you know especially the really you know before that whole incident with the cliff and toru falling and everything like that before those events um toru uh ran after kyo because she she told him like hey i have feelings for you and this is how I feel. And, you know, then Kyo is a butt face and, and is all like, I'm disappointed. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I shouldn't have skipped over that part. But, like, yeah, before, after he told Toru the truth, she was like, I don't fucking care. Right. And he's all like, like that was major. Yeah. yeah. That was major. She, was she like, didn't give a, a fuck. <laughs> that was the first time she was like, no, you're yeah. going to listen to me this time. And I'm going to tell you what it is. You're not, you're not going to be your normal sundry bitchy self you're gonna i'm gonna tell you what you need to hear first of all pretty sure my mom meant something else i don't right. know exactly what that was but i'm sure that wasn't because of what you know you or whatever my mom wouldn't like that second of all i love you and i want your dick in and around my mouth <laughs> <laughs> toru really just showed her ferocity in that mm, in, right. in that scene like she she popped off and then Kyo has to go and be all self-destructive, being like, yeah, you don't know what you want. You, you, you're wrong. He reverted fool. right back to his old ways. What a fool. Yeah. <laughs> LL Fool J, all did, crying, running away. I did like how the, when they got together and talked after Toru was out of the hospital, how he admitted his faults, though. He was like, oh. I was projecting onto you. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. It's like, wow, It's such a. I... it seems like such a simple thing, but it's so hard to say such easy words sometimes. Yes. Yep. Right. And also, also, just real quick, before we touch on that that part in particular, the big thing was this. Kyo made a bet with Akito saying, if, what was it again? It was something like, because the cat if, has to be locked up at the age yeah, of eighteen. So, yeah. So, so I, I, if I remember correctly, because beat Yuki, right? If he could beat Yuki, he won't get locked up. And Akita will let him go. Yeah. 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 And so, in in the episodes leading, in like the three or four episodes leading up to this climax part, the cliff part, people's curses were breaking. Yes. Momiji, you like, and the the way they visualized it was the rope being torn, the tether, like the rope tether, mm -hmm. and um, metaphor. It's like a metaphorical like scene, right? And so like people's curses were breaking, and they were crying. Like when it happened, people were they, they, were, crying they were crying over yeah because of exhaustion yeah. and relief, and and also because. Like, it's like their heart broke a little bit. Like, oh, now I'm not, I feel like I'm sad that I'm not tethered to, like, in almost like a postpartum way. Not to make light of postpartum depression, but, like, similar to that kind of feeling. And, like, so, 
you feel you see when they're at the hospital and Kyo, they're on the roof or they're on the roof or like in the lot like there no so when when toru when hana and and uo met they go up, to pick her up they went to go pick her up because she was being released and i can't remember i think yuki told Kyo, like go fucking see her like you dumb cat obviously <laughs> know that you have yeah. feelings for her so go fucking see her for crying out loud like stop being a little bitch so and um Kyo went to the hospital and when Toru saw Kyo there she fucking freaked out and ran away that and was Kyo so was funny all to like me. I don't know why <laughs> and Kyo was all like what the hell like you see me and you run away like hell no and and that's <laughs> when like Kyo ran after her and stuff like that so they were kind of like in this cul-de-sac kind of area per se so um yeah con- continue some um yeah so like the, in that area they're all talking about their feelings and shit and kyo's curse breaks right there yes and, so it's not and it's not he all... fucking hugs her and he's just like i can do this now i can fucking hug you now and hold you and it's just like Okay, I have to stop because I'm about to cry. But like, uh. it's like it's it's just like. <laughs> but it's also, just like, dude. But also, wait, his beads break too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the the beads that keep him not in his real form, his monstrous form, break. Yeah. Oh man, I'm crying now. <laughs> Here we go. Here we I'm go. crying. <laughs> Here we it's- go so fucking good it's so good oh i love it i love it just that yeah. moment you can really feel the warmth and like the it's just such an intimate and sweet moment and you feel that relief too it's just kind of mm-hmm. like oh well here we we can really start like we can have our new beginning like mm-hmm. yeah I, I i do just want to point out one thing and then we can move on to something else um but re- related to all the uh, all the some of members uh curses breaking um i believe that episode where kyo's curse breaks shigure's curse also breaks and he's walking and he stops and he goes huh so that's what that feels like mm. and then he walks away like I, I, it was so so shigure, so nonchalant. Oh, he, he was feeling it. Like, I, see, I love Shigure. She Shigure's character is is great. Uh, I mean, Shigure's character was great in the Studio Dean adaptation. And then when I read the manga and I realized how much of a sleazeball Shigure is, and then to actually see that in in mo- in movement and motion and everything i i really just want to pr- pick shigure's brain even more because it's all like dude like what's going on in that head like yeah li- literally what's going on in your head dude like do you love Akit- akito do you not like what do you want to do here and 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 that's kind of like what he was explaining to Kurono because and he even said it to Kurono like i hate you dude like i hate that like Akito keeps a close eye on you because you were the first one that 
that their curse broke. But and and like, don't get me wrong. I love Akito, but all at the same time, I want to crush her. And it's like, why? Like, I might be wrong on this. But it seemed to me like Shigure wanted to break the curse so badly so he could love Akito without being bound to her. Maybe I'm wrong on that. That's what I got. Yeah. No, you hit that on the nail. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I, I can... I can. I, I believe that, that that was definitely his motive. I think it definitely at first started as a vindictive thing, like... Like, wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt you because you hurt me. Yeah. And then realize that might have been the key to breaking everything. And when Toru kind of moved in with them, he thought right away, she is the, she is the fucking kryptonite. Mm -hmm. Because one by one, I see how she is literally touching every other Soma family member. And when she takes everyone away, it will crush a it will crush Akito perfectly, mm-hmm. and it'll get to a point where Tora will even do it to her, and then I can tell her, "That's what you get." You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's you know what he's such a Scorpio. Like if <laughs> if, 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 if Shigori was a zodi like an astrological sign, definitely has a big Scorpio energy exuding from that. <laughs> I see, I see that. that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, definitely. see that. Mm-hmm. Just I, like, I, I that's tried. very manipulative and well thought out. It, it is. And he even manipulates, like, Toru in, in certain ways here and there by, like, you know, dropping little certain things. Which is really funny, too, because, like, the whole entire, the whole entire episode, or episode, the whole entire show, he's dropping hints about this thing he's doing. Right? And um, you kind of wonder, is that he keeps saying things like, well, I, I am an asshole, so. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm no better than you. I'm a, I'm a jackass. Like, <laughs> it's like, and you're wondering why? Because the whole time he seemed, like, pretty cool. And then he, then he comes out with it, and you realize that it's this whole vindictive thing he's doing. And that halfway through, he decided to use Toru in parts of it instead and then nobody says anything like like um the fuck hattori the doctor yes mm-hmm. he like goes along with it because he's just like he's just like he has like a feeling like oh maybe he's right maybe this will break the this will break the thing you know yeah and and also i just want to point out that uh, I feel really bad for Shigure's editor. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, that poor woman. That poor woman. Uh, she yeah. celebrates she... at the end when Shigure retires. Yeah. Such yeah. a relief. She's like, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> and I love that she ends up with um, Ritsu. Ritsu. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and it's, it's like, there's that one scene where she's like, he's like, oh, is my editor there? He's like, yeah, I think so. Oh, what does she look like? And he's like, oh, just check if she's outside. And then he goes outside and he's like, yeah, there's somebody out here putting a, roos- a noose around their neck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's it's not, like, funny to make light of suicide, but it's just, like, the part of the joke. Like, she just, like, because those, like, so, by the way, like, those people who do, like, the editing runs and, like, 
they're the people like she's the she's the editor right and also like the producer of his stuff and if she doesn't get it in time she gets in trouble yeah so like she could lose her job so shiguri is always like playing with her and she's just like fuck dude like and just please like <laughs> that poor I'm literally going to jump here. off a bridge work with me yeah like fuck you dude Take something and seriously so, for oh, once, man. What Come a on. dick! Yeah. What a dick move. <laughs> yeah, and but like, yeah, I I think uh, I think that whole thing is that whole thing between him and the editor is hilarious. But yeah, I think like it's it's weird because Toru is the one who brings everyone together, but Shiguri is kind of like overseeing the one who it in a weird apart. way. Yeah, he's he's trying to tear everyone apart to get back at Akito, but is doing so by letting Toru bring everyone together. Mm-hmm. Which Interesting. is crazy. Yeah. The yeah, juxtaposition yeah. and polarization of one character to, like, Toru and Akito is, like, it makes the show, especially the third season, just spin. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 It really um, makes me wonder um, if Shigure has a, ge- a genuine relationship with other the other members of the Soma family. Because we all know that his objective is to be with Akito, but it just, it seems very questionable as to how genuine his relationships are with the other Somas. I feel mm. like, I feel like the only two people he actually has, like, a like a genuine relationship with it is Hattori and, and IMA. At least that's how I see it. Um, I, I mean, he does not like you can in, in the third season. Shigure expresses that he does not like Kurono, so you know. Um, and I think I think like everyone else who's like younger than him. I mean, he doesn't really associate with them too much so i mean anytime you see like momiji kisa or hero in the same room with shigure it's kind of like shigure just like goes off with his playful you know puppy like old man uh novelist type of rant he has a very co-worker relationship with a lot of people in the family yeah i see that yeah you're nice, you know, you make jokes, you have a good time, but, like, do you really want to hang out with them after? Nah, nah, yeah. we'll leave it here. Yeah. yeah. Do you really want to hang out <laughs> I mean, Danny and I became best friends, and we were co-workers, but, yeah, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better circumstances for us than she and I. Yeah, I, 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 I know Danny fairly well, and I just met you, Mel, but I'm assuming you're both better people than Shigaray. <laughs> hundred so percent. Like, Even though I am a Scorpio woman, but let's not. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to point out was uh, Yuki finding his love. Yeah. Which was that made me so really happy. amazing. And, yes. Um, the f- and actually. Before we started recording, I was I was like kind of like rewatching the beginning episodes, and the I believe it's the second episode, no third episode, 
where you find out what happened, like the the motive behind Machi's like upset, like her kind of like tick on where if she walks into a room and it's like perfectly neat, like she has to like mess it up and stuff. Um, That, that whole scene or that whole episode where Yuki is trying to understand Machi and, and he realizes that they're kind of like similar in that aspect. And at the end, during the meeting and everything, um, with like the perf with the brand new uh, box of chalk, and he like breaks it to like calm her nerves and stuff before she like throws it on the ground and everything. Um, and also, you know, Machi trying to like get Yuki's attention and everything, um, especially in later episodes where she like called him up and was all like hey uh i just wanted to say hello and yuki's all like hey wait where are you i want to meet up and then they meet up and that's when and and i believe yuki was the last one for the curse to break he was yeah so um and then the curse broke and he realized that realized that it broke and without even thinking, you know, he hugged Machi. And that was just like crying again. So, so <laughs> satisfying. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Like, oh, God. I'm really think, happy you brought uh, up the chalk scene. That was, that was one of my favorites. It's just no words needed to be spoken. He knew what she needed to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. he just went ahead and did it. It's like, oh, yeah. that made my heart very warm. Those subtle moments are were amazingly like they were just amazing in this show to see like even like the wordless moment. This show mm-hmm. definitely like it's like so it's kind of similar to um, Haikyuu where like in Haikyuu when they're in to- when, when they're in a tournament and stuff and like. Karasuno is facing like an unimportant team but they but the story has to like explain the like passionate and motive for the other team and it makes you like them yeah fruits basket does the same thing with their with their supporting cast yeah there are um, no bad characters there, there really are aren't. no bad characters Even, at like, all like the vice president i hated him when i first was introduced <gasps> to him i love him I but love by the him end so i love much. him too when he's teasing uh, yuki and machi being like oh so this is what adulthood's like huh <laughs> <laughs> i love it but at first i couldn't stand him i thought he was just this annoying kid and like fruits basket he's ima he's ima he kind of is yeah <laughs> less feminine ima Less feminine, mm-hmm. yes, but personality is very similar. Oh, yeah. And even Yuki said, like, this, this, I'm sensing a form of deja vu, and I don't know what it is. And then it clicks, <laughs> and it's like, shit, this guy is exactly like my brother. What is going on here? <laughs> I just had a thought, because um, I know that Machi has, like, this aversion to perfection. Um, but it's interesting, because... Um, Yuki, as a person, is very per- is perceived as a very perfect person, um, mm-hmm. but I think that Machi must have had some kind of insight to recognize that 
he is similar to her in that, um, you know, there's this expectation to meet perfection, but, you know, they always fall short of it because they're imperfect people. And yeah, I think yeah. that like she doesn't she doesn't necessarily put him on a pedestal like the other girls mm-hmm. of his like little fan club. Mm-hmm. Um, but she um, she sees him for like his his shortcomings as well. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Which like can I also say that like for as many characters that are in this thing in 64 episodes that are able to give pretty much most of the big characters a backstory and even some of the medium characters but even the small characters have endings like yes. the head of the Yuki fan club yep yeah <laughs> they even give her like her own little closure yeah and it's just like it's really good like yeah um we can talk about like you know the animation was okay and whatever it, it was decent i guess it wasn't anything crazy but like also the art style improvement still brought elements of the original manga into it but yeah. still updated it so like it looked well really they nice. they definitely also when they when um uh when they did the three in one for the manga they they actually redesigned um they did a redesign for the manga so they don't have like those weird bug eyes anymore yeah in yeah the manga um but also I I really I think within 64 episodes it's it it looks like it seems like it's a long show, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like barring shonens and shit, right? But like as just like a romance show, it seems like that that might be long, but every episode is kind of worth it because every character gets like a moment, they get a backstory, moment, yeah. closure. It's pretty good like for for like what you get like it doesn't i feel like it doesn't let up like mm-hmm. there's not i mean there are probably a few slow moments or like what people would consider slow moments and that's fine i think every show that's this long has that but this does a pretty good job of not letting that happen often right um yeah you want all you want all the details mm-hmm. every time yeah. you, Espe- you fall well, in love especially- with the character which is Especially as as complex as this show is, especially when it has to deal with a curse per se, like yeah, I'm I'm one hundred percent in agreement with you, Sam. Like, uh, and I every... can't speak for everybody, but like I've I'm in love with every character for every, different specific reasons, mm-hmm. and I wanted those details. I wanted like the like the one it shows Uatani's backstory. Yeah. And how she looked up to to Toru's mom, and she's like a delinquent and stuff like that. When it's and then I was like, well, I hope we get this with Hanajima. Literally, like a couple of like four episodes later, later like yeah. you get Hanajima's <laughs> backstory. And I was like, what? Okay, perfect. This is awesome. And it, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. it's it's really great. I think in sixty four episodes, you get a decent sized gift for sure. And there's so many intricate motions and turns and things to pull and push in this gift. And it's very detailed and very nice. 
Yeah, it feels almost yeah. perfectly paced. It's it's never too much thick plot or too much romantic comedy. It it knows when to give you the twist and it knows when to make you laugh, when to make you cry. Yeah. 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 This whole like like I said, season three was a definite tearjerker. Like you not even tearjerker, like literal literally ugly crying from like episode five all the way to episode thirteen. Um, every, every single episode, I was in tears. I'm just like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, especially, man, especially with, um, the, the reveal on what was going on in Kyoko's head when she got hit by that car. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and, oh, my God, like, when, when she finally had the realization, like, okay, this is it, this is the end, like, that's that, and Katsuya was all like, hello, like, I see you, welcome home, like, a welcome home kind of thing, I, I, like, done right hit the floor, I was just like, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, like god let this that made be me over. cry <laughs> please let this be over like but it's not over it's not no. over yet <laughs> got a couple more tears to jerk yeah yeah um uh, and it just gets me because like none of the characters know what she was really thinking yeah. um they well, can only I mean, guess um what she was thinking um but ultimately she never thought she never resented Kyo. She was oh, just yeah. well, so upset. That was the thing. Yeah. yeah. She was upset with herself, really, yeah. because it's all like, God damn it, like, how could I let this happen? Like, I can't leave Toru by herself. Like, I can't. And then, you know, when she was, like, looking around to see, you know, like, and then she finally saw Kyo's face, and she literally was saying in her head, like, please protect her. Like, I, I know you can keep your promise and everything, and and that was that like and unfortunately her last words were you know i'll never forgive you and kyo took that the wrong way and everything um so but which i'm i'm also so excited because they're they are um they're doing a side story for kyoko and katsuya and I'm super stoked for that. Like uh, the manga or anime? The they're they're doing like a an OVA. Uh, it's, oh, okay. It's, it's an anime project telling the story of Toru Honda's parents, uh, Kyoko and Katsuya. So I'm assuming it's talk. It's going to talk about like how they met, and I believe in the manga they do show. Um, like how Katsuya and and Kyoko meets, like how they met and everything like that. I'm so excited for that. I don't don't know know for certain. certain. I can't remember. I would have to go back to the manga and read it. I think you're right because I was watching a recap video this morning and the the YouTuber that was talking about it mentioned that they were doing the OVA and that it's the one one of the few things that they cut out of the anime from the manga. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm super stoked for that. I am low-key hoping that the success of the 2019 version of Fruits Basket will 
make it so perhaps we can get an anime adaptation of uh, Frubana, Fruits Basket Another. Oh, Fru- yes! Basket Another. I really yeah. want to see that. Um, even though like the whole uh, curse element is out of there, um, I would just love to see those relationships. Enlighten me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not aware. So Fruits Frubana. Basket Fru- Frubana is the children of Kyo, Toru, Aww. and Yuki. Well, um, I, I don't. And it they that? live. I thought it just followed the kid of Shigure and Akito, and it follows a new girl. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, that there's awesome. no. Yeah, there's no. I didn't finish it. I have. I have the the first three volumes. I don't see. I don't know if it's. I this thought it was the, only three volumes. Say it again, Sam. I thought it was only three volumes. See, here's the thing. I thought it was only three volumes as well, but every, like, on Mal, on any list, the, it says that it's, it's still, con- like, it's still a thing. And, like, it's still ongoing. Oh. But I. It says the final chapter was done already. March 20th, 2019 was the final chapter. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There should only be three. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Did you read it? I I have all three volumes, but I haven't, like, finished it. It says, so on any list, it says it's on hiatus. Oh. So, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I guess there is like a... Well, oh, I guess there is a chapter 13. But... Yeah, huh. It says there's 12 chapters, but there is like a chapter 13. So maybe they did imply to do more, but didn't? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But the, the, um, That 13th chapter is 60-some pages. So. Yeah, but That's also we we also yeah. get to see uh, Momo as, like, a teenager. And yeah. um, Megumi, uh, Megumi Hanajima is also in this as well. So. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to so check funny. that out. I think it's really cool huh? that they focus on Akito and Shigure's son. Daughter. Shiki. Or daughter? Or I thought it was son. Yeah. No, son. This says son right here. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Shiki Soma, 13-year-old, yeah. Looks like his mom. Very much. Akito. Yeah. And it's interesting because not once do you really see um, the characters from Fruit Baskets as the adults. You see their backs, but um, I think they're really trying to keep them out of like this new story. Yeah, because I mean, their this like their story is is done, and now it's on to like this kind of like new chapter in a way. Mm-hmm. So, also, uh, the son of um, Hataharu and Isuzu is fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's half Hatsuharu, so I would assume. I gotta, I gotta, it's I gotta in the name. I, I gotta show you this fucking picture of him. He is sexy. Holy crap! Both of them are really hot, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, so oh, 
He's oh, like wow. a refined version of his dad. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. With more white hair, though. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like him as much because he's not as punk. <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, do we want to do roundtable final thought? this puppy up i think if you want to make the dive just do it it actually goes quicker than you think 64 episodes sounds like a lot but because i mean i guess it is but like just just do it just do it'll be it. fine earthworm you got any final thoughts um, kind of echoing what Psalm said. I mean, just just give it a shot. She she's right when she says it doesn't feel like sixty five episodes. Even if you were not, if even if you don't think you like romance anime, if you if you give a damn about any sort of character story, if you like watching character based stories with a little bit of plot, I mean, I, I can see this appealing to everybody. Even if it's not the best thing that somebody's seen, I can see everybody getting some sort of enjoyment out of this. It is really top tier romance anime. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mel, you got any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of them. I Furuba is really just an anime that's for everyone, and don't let its um, its simple synopsis um, fool you into thinking it's just another um, shoju anime. It's like it has everything and it's so satisfying and there's so much heart in it satisfying is probably the best super word satisfying it. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it really does round things off perfectly in a nice way and not in a fucking yeah. annoying dumb yeah. oh let me hold your hand wait <laughs> 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 meanwhile sam over there is all like i just want to see the fuck <laughs> i'm trying to fuck <laughs> we've been waiting for this moment <laughs> Let's keep that to fanfic.net. Yep. <laughs> Trying to blow the smoke. Let's go. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say much because I talk about Fruits Basket all the time. Um, literally, it's it's one of my absolutely favorite shows and mangas of all time. I love this show. Um, I This show is a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, it deserves its praise and the spotlight that it that it has been having and i hope everyone even if you're not like that big into romance and stuff um i still highly recommend watching this and at least giving it a shot um it will not let you down for sure so um but yeah um Earthworm, tell us where we can find you again. Again, anywhere you find podcast, we are just about everywhere uh, that podcasts are available. And if we're not on your favorite podcast app, reach out and let us know. Search up Anime Brothers Podcast. Uh, me and my co-host JD, we do an episode every Monday. We got a new one out. Uh, we often have cool guests like Sam and Danny. So uh, yeah, check us out. And Mel, where we can find you. You all can find me on Instagram at the Scorpio Sting. 
Awesome. Awesome. And you can find me and Sam on the Anime Summit podcast. <laughs> if, if I'm not on that podcast, I'm probably somewhere in a cave conjuring up a spell. <laughs> Which bitch vibes? I didn't see it going that way. I thought like we were going to have to call the police. You got kidnapped. But if oh you're just doing witchy God. shit, by all means, girl, you do your thing. thing. <laughs> um, thank you both, uh, Earthworm and Mel, especially for coming on and just having fun and talking through Boo and, you know, our love for this show and everything like that. I, I really appreciate you both. Uh, coming out and talking about this so yeah thank you for inviting me this was a really fun first podcast <laughs> yay <laughs> you did you did amazing by the way yeah. oh thanks thank you <laughs> you did great yeah um but with that being said this has been the anime summit podcast <laughs>